Hello, everybody. Come along here. Come to you live on Dallas Trading 4. It is um, Wednesday, and the market really died at the end of the at the trading day today. Amazing. It just kind of just fell out of the sky. <laughs> and, uh, wow, um, you know, I was we were doing great in the morning, but not so much uh, now that, uh, you know, now, now that the day is worn on. Uh, just uh, you know, kind of a kind of a tough day to trade uh, all the way around. Um, I did uh, get stopped out of a position, and I kind of want to show you that uh, real quick here. Let's see if I can go back to there. We go. Uh, uh, nope. Uh, I did. I did get stopped out, and uh, this is the one I got stopped out of. Global Foundries. Um, you know, the tech's pulled back pretty strong today, uh, and it's just been uh, kind of difficult. Uh, this one, I did, uh, it, it was down almost 10%. I just am amazed at that, uh, but uh, fortunately, I had my stop losses in. So, you know, always a good thing. I always, uh, whenever I enter a stock, boy, I tell you what, I'm always uh, I'm always looking at uh, putting that stop loss in. So let's look at the the, the uh, um uh, the live chart of uh, GLS. This is a uh, this is a GFS. This is a um, a competitor potentially to um, to Taiwan Semi and uh, interesting stock. Uh, and uh, but you know again, it's just uh, taken taken an absolute uh, header here. I mean, it was uh, moving well. It was up uh, above the buy point seventy three twenty five, and then boom, there was just a big sell off. Uh, it's coming back a little bit after hours, but uh, boy, I tell you what, it's uh, it's been uh, a little bit of a brutal uh, downturn at the end of the day. Uh, kind of want to show you where what I have in the small portfolio. We're up in everything in the small portfolio, but uh, you know we were up more, and that's for sure. Um, we uh, we're still up on Hass. We're up about eight uh, percent in thirteen days. Berkshire's doing pretty well. That's of course a value stock. Um, 27 days were up about 8% on that one. Arisa Networks, a net that uh, that was doing a little bit better. It's pulled back a little bit, but still pretty good, up about 6.36%. AMD barely up uh, 1% in seven days. Uh, it definitely pulled back. Quanta Services, this is uh, in the oil uh, services area. Uh, it uh, it's up about 2%. Tesla. And this is the one we really want to talk about. It's it seems like it held at uh, at ten ninety three. This one that slide was taken, but let's just take a look um, at the uh, over at you know at what's going on with Tesla. It did pull back, but uh, and it's off a little bit after hours, but not too bad. It seems like it seems like Tesla's holding on, which is a good thing. Um, uh, after hours, it did uh, it, it did close at. Uh, 1093.99, but then after hours it moved up a little bit. Let's take a look at the 10-minute chart, kind of see how it traded throughout the day. Um, you know, just really interesting. I mean, we had this gap up, and then you know, and then it's been moving down, and it seems like it's getting some support right about uh, 1085, 1090. Um, the, the 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 hurdle is basically 1100, so that seems to be where we're seeing some resistance from Tesla. But I do expect, you know, uh, hopefully overall we will see it move higher. Uh, that's just been a, a kind of a kind of a interesting thing. I want to show you a very interesting stock. It's in the oil sector. 
this is kind of in my sort of ongoing strategy of, you know, very inexpensive stocks that may show some promise. Just wanted to show you this one. Not, not obviously a recommendation. Oh, that's the ETF strategy. We'll show you that in just a second. Uh, this is this is not a recommendation, but it's just an interesting stock that I think, uh, you know, definitely we, you should take a look at. It's under $10. It's called TGA, uh, Transglobe Energy Company. It is a uh, it's in the 99th percentile. Um, it is just above the buy zone. And, uh, you know, it might be potentially uh, something to look at. Uh, we did buy a very inexpensive stock yesterday, EGY, and that did, that held up pretty well, uh, uh, you know, pretty well. So this oil area seems to be producing some very, very low multiple uh, stocks. Now, the question is, how long will this last? But, you know, look at this stock. I mean, it's an interesting stock. It's under, uh, it, it, it basically has cash flow. It made 91 cents a share and it's a $3 stock. So that's incredible uh, when you think about it. It's got a PE ratio of seven. That's pretty amazing uh, when you when you think about it. A PE of seven means that it is just, uh, it's very, very, um, you know, basically it's, uh, you know, it's kind of you put your money in, you get your money out kind of thing. Uh, this one is interesting. It's, um, you know, don't know a whole lot about it. They basically look for gas in Egypt and Yemen. And uh, it's essentially a Canadian company based in Alberta, Canada, Calgary. Uh, so that's interesting here. It is listed, of course, on the New York Stock Exchange. This is in the number one group and it is set up actually fairly well. Considering everything, it is uh, it's in a buy range, uh, if you can believe it. Uh, the buy point on this one, uh, basically, is is uh, is, is three dollars fifty. It's at three seventy five, so it's seventy five percent, seventy five cents above, seventy eight percent above its buy point. And this, what's interesting about this one, it's above the twenty one day line, and it looks like it's making a move up. So who knows what's going to happen here? But this is a relative strength of ninety two. And that makes this basically the top 2% of all the stocks out there. So very interesting stock. I mean, it hasn't done anything forever, uh, but all of a sudden now it's starting to make a move. If it can move above $4 a share, I think we might have something that uh, that makes sense, uh, you know, that that that, uh, that, poten- that potentially makes sense out there. Uh, this is the monthly, this is the monthly chart. And as you can see, it's, it's been, you know, below this four dollars but if it can move above this four dollars now it tried um and it was and it was rejected this one this one believe it or not has been as high as twenty dollars a share so you know this might be an issue uh worth looking at i'm probably going to be taking a position in it just because it seems as if some of these stocks are are making this move with the price of oil going up uh we talked about egy yesterday and again, I don't totally recommend all of these stocks that are that are if the, that 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 are this cheap, but you can't deny something's going on here. This is uh, th- this one is up uh, about sixteen percent. This is EGY. It's been up about sixteen percent in a month. Now, for the daily chart on this one, uh, we did have uh, you know it was up seventeen cents, which doesn't sound like a lot to you, but at six dollars fifty nine. That's pretty amazing when you consider uh, how inexpensive this stock is. And it's in, the, it's in the top rated area. It's in the oil and gas area. Now, there's a lot of oil and gas companies, but one of the things is that, you know, this is set up for actually quite nicely. 
I did buy this one today, uh, paying an average of six sixty-eight. dollars uh, It pulled back about $0.07. Cents. So this is really kind of in the penny stock category. So I'm down a little bit on this one. But, you know, I just kind of have been putting my toe in the water on these oil and gas stocks. We did have, a you know, a fair amount of buying at the end of the day. So uh, this is something that, you know, is very, very interesting. Uh, and, and you might want to take you might want to take a look at it. The one uh, that I found today doing the screens is this one, TGA. Don't know a lot about the stock, but I do know, relatively reading their bio, that they are in, in, engaged in oil and gas exploration in uh, Egypt uh, and in Yemen. And these areas, you know, if we can get past the political situation, there is a lot of gas in these areas. So uh, very interesting stocks. Just maybe you want to put it on your watch list. Obviously, not a recommendation here, just a very interesting stock um, that I found in uh, screening these other stocks. So uh, something that uh, you might want to, you know, kind of put in your back pocket and maybe, uh, you know, maybe it might uh, it might it might work. It might work for you. By the way, if you want to get our our list of free ready list stocks, it's easy to do. Just go to this address, HTTPS colon slash slash bitly bit dot ly slash dtf zero one zero one so uh, this is a good way to go also uh, we do have that available in the um, uh, if you go to the um, uh, uh, if you, if you're watching on um, TikTok just go to the profile click on the link first and last name and uh, email address and and it'll get you in on that so. Uh, that one also is uh, is is pretty is pretty good uh, as well. So without further ado, let's get into some of the questions here. Thanks for holding everybody. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, your day wasn't so horrible. Uh, I hope that it was better. Tesla Phil Bentley say, let's take a look at some new support on that to see, you know, kind of where it's going on Tesla. So. Um, you know, Jay is talking about Tesla. I do have a fair amount of Tesla. I have been buying it as it's been moving. Um, it is, it is, is off. It was off down today, but it has, it has regained. It's starting to, in the after hours, it's at 1095. So where do I think this, this support is? Well, my guess is the support is, is, is right at this reversal line. And that's why I have it drawn. That's why I have it drawn in here. So I do think that it, the intermediate support is at about uh, 1065 or 1066. That's sort of where I that's sort of where I see support in the in the short term. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of where I see support in it uh, is at 1065 uh, is the support for um, it, it's uh, 1065 is support for Tesla. In the short term. So that's kind of where I see it. And I see it because of a reversal. And that's the reason why I see it at about 1065. And that's that's basically right here at this reversal line. So that's kind of where I that's kind of where I that's kind of where I see support. Currently we're and after hours we're at 1095. So I, you know. Um, the first hurdle was really at a thousand. We 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 moved above that, and uh, and then basically we've been, you know, we we punched above that the reversal line. That's the reason for the ten sixty five. That's kind of where I think support is 
for Tesla. Uh, if we look at the 10-minute chart on Tesla, we can see that definitely, you know, there seems to be some support right about here. And this is the reason why I am saying about 1065. It's actually a little bit closer to 1075, but, you know, to be safe, 1065, that's sort of looking where we're getting support on Tesla uh, right now. So, um, you know, don't fret. I think we're going to see, you know, I, I definitely think Tesla has turned and hopefully it'll move higher. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, it's it's always a crapshoot with Tesla, but, uh, you know, you, it's just that's the way it goes. Okay, thank you very much. Let's look at uh, MasterCard and Visa. Let's look at the, the payment companies. Let's look at Visa first and see if there's an entry point for Visa. Uh, let's see if we can get, get that up and in here. Okay. So on Visa, we definitely pulled above that critical 200-day moving average. So that's a very good sign, and it's starting to get viable. It's really, it's still not, uh, it still hasn't reversed yet, so that's the problem. Going to the weekly chart, so we can take a look at the reversal. Um, you know, kind of what we've got here with uh, with Visa is we've got this reversal line that sort of goes like this uh, from its high here, and that's sort of where we're getting. Uh, you know, that that's that's sort of that's sort of where we're getting the um, the reversal. See if I can get that in there, that alert on it. Yeah. So this is essentially the reversal line. Uh, and if we go back to the daily chart, so can we buy this here? Well, I would be a little bit concerned about buying at this level uh, just because of this 236 high. So we're still kind of below the pivot. We're, we're, we're kind of we're kind of below it. So this is this is an area that we could possibly buy it. If it moves above, but right now I think we got to be really, really careful. It didn't quite come up to the reversal line, so we're still potentially in a downward trend. Now uh, we're very, very close to it changing direction, going to an upward trend. But really, what's got to happen with Visa is it's got to go above about 230. So uh, my, uh, my my take on this is, you know, um, you know, for Visa, um, uh, it needs to close above 220 um, and, and, and that's really kind of kind of what we've what we've got to have we've got to have it close above 220 so that we can get um, you know so, so that we get the reversal currently we're in a downward trend right now this is the, the the trend is downward so with visa I just wouldn't buy it at this point I would wait until it moves above 230, closes above 230, right in about in here. Uh, why? Because we want to see it reverse higher. So that's kind of the that's kind of where we're at. We're currently, um, you know, it, it does look like it. You know, it's gonna close above above that. It did close at 223 uh, in the after hours 224. But I still think that it needs to uh, be a little bit stronger to buy it. So that's kind of my my impression of Visa right now. Uh, on that is that, you know, it just really has to be kind of a little bit, kind of a little bit stronger in terms of that, uh, just to look better. All right, let's uh, take a question from TikTok. Thanks, everybody, for holding on. Uh, workhorse, boy, I haven't seen that uh, ticker in a long time. WKHS, um, I don't think it's probably doing all that well. 
uh, as you know, a lot of that just business has sort of gone away. Uh, and this, the, the ticker right now for Workhorse, not a good ticker. I would not be buying this. It's in a downward trend, and it's been in that downward trend quite a while since last year. Uh, as you can see, it made its high up here at about 40, and that happened way back at basically in the uh, the 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 uh, December the uh, December of la you know uh, last year. So it's really been in a downward trend ever since, and uh, not a good not a good look on it. It may have turned the corner, but boy, there's an awful lot of overhead supply as you can see there. So not a buy for me, anyways. We had uh, we had decreases in sales, and we've had essential losses. So this is one you know that might not work. I don't think this is going to work um, as well as some of the other ones. So I would avoid this one just because it's just it's in a downward trend, and uh, it's lost essentially uh, almost ninety five, not quite ninety five percent of its value. It's lost about um it's lost it's, it's lost over 80 percent of its value so uh this is just not a uh this is just not one you want wkhs i would stay away from this uh and if you are if you've bought it and um you know you <laughs> if you've bought it and you're down i would consider selling this one the reason you just don't want to catch a falling knife, and that's kind of essentially what this is. Uh, this might reverse higher, but then again, it might not. Many, many times, a stock, when it goes down this much, you know, it will rally up, but then it will continue down. This has a relative strength of 17, so not something you really probably want to be in right now. Just not a good, not a good look on that at all. Um, Cameron, thank you very much. Let's take a look at GNK to see what's going on there. GNK. And that's coming up just there. We go. That's Genco shipping and trading. And this one uh, is in the shipping sector. And I do like this sector a lot. 14 out of 197. So this sector is doing fairly well. And uh, definitely, uh, definitely something that you could look at. It looks as if it's trying to make a new uh, a base here. Uh, we did have a buy point on it, on a, on a consolidation basis uh, at night at uh, twenty dollars sixty one. It's currently twenty three eighty nine. So uh, we are actually at a new cup with handle. This is a cup with handle pattern. Very good pattern. The pivot is twenty one eighty nine. And we're at $23.89. So we're about $2 above that. We're just a little bit extended on the weekly chart. Let's see if we come back to the, the daily chart, if we can find out anything there. Yeah, we're right at the top of the buy of the buy range. So here's the thing, Cameron, on this one. I do kind of like this, but the stock is extended, unfortunately. So it's difficult to buy it at this level. Uh, you know, so currently, um, you know, this stock is extended um so um watch and wait so that's the key here you want to make sure that you're, you're you're buying at the right level the correct entries make a heck of a lot of difference even though you know the stock was the market was down strongly today most of my stocks with the exception of global foundries they all weathered the storm with, and retained profit. Why? 
Well, the main reason was because of my entries. So right now, we don't want to buy any stocks that are extended. That's definitely the case with this one. G and K, Genco shipping and trading. I would just not buy this one right away. I would kind of wait on it and just kind of take a wait-see attitude, um, you know, and, uh, you know, and go from there. What do you think about PayPal? This is a question coming from TikTok. Uh, of course, the symbol for PayPal, P-Y-P-L. And, of course, this is really one of the interesting, very, very interesting stocks that really started, um, you know, Elon Musk on his way to becoming the richest man in the world. So very interesting. I was watching um, some YouTubes about this. Very, very interesting company. Um, but, unfortunately, you know, it's true. It's very interesting. But right now, you just don't want to be buying the stock. It has a relative strength of seven. Now, will the spot him and turn around? Possibly. This is the kind of stock that might do that. It might just bottom and then turn around and do very, very well. But if you look at this chart, and this is the weekly chart, boy, it looks terrible. Uh, this stock was all the way up at about 300. Currently, it's trading for about 118. That means it's lost two-thirds of its value. So that's very painful. Would I short it here? No, I wouldn't short this one. Why? Because I do think that there are going to be some value investors that do come in on this one. And when they do, of course, it's going to be very, it's going to be a good deal. But right now, I just think you can't touch it. Uh, it's not a good time to be buying. Uh, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a good time to be buying the stock. So, so, so what I really have to say about this is PayPal is not a buy at this level. And this is hard because you think, well, I could get, you know, PayPal's on sale. Most people, a lot of people view the stock market as, you know, going into, you know, a discount store and buying something on sale. That's not the case with stocks. You're always buying to resell. So you want a stock that's going higher or coming out of a base. This is neither. So PayPal right now, you just got to avoid it. And you just got to avoid PayPal right now. It's just not working, unfortunately. By the way, if you're watching on TikTok, super easy to take a look at all these charts. Just go to the profile here, and uh, you'll be able to see it on YouTube. We run this simultaneously on YouTube. So let's take another question from TikTok. Thank you very much. Uh, can you do NVIDIA? Thank you very much for that. Uh, NVIDIA, very, very great stock. Uh, this one is a little bit different than PayPal because this one is potentially actionable. Uh, and I do think that we are taking a different approach with NVIDIA than we are with, with, um, with PayPal. Interesting thing about NVIDIA right now is that NVIDIA has moved, uh, has reversed higher. As you can see, this black line is the reversal line that I put in here. We are moving higher. It's pulled back to the 10-day line. This is not necessarily a bad place to get into the stock. It's a little bit below its actual pivot. Let's see if we can find that there, if it's showing a pivot. So right now, it you know it's it's uh, it, it's sort of stair stepped up here. It went all the way up, and the question is, can we get back into Nvidia? Um, I think we can because it does look like a lot of the overhead supply is is been been dealt with. What happens when a stock pulls back is that you have what they call overhead supply. That's this 
that that's 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 this up here. The people that bought it higher and then as it pulls back, they tend to hold on to it. And when the stock rallies again, like Nvidia is right now, they tend to sell into that strength, therefore retarding the ability for it to move higher. The question is, um, but I don't believe that there's that much uh, that much overhead supply on Nvidia. But you have to be careful with Nvidia because. It did move up all the way to about 346. Currently, it's at 278. So there's a there's some, but not a huge amount of overhead supply, which will be giving uh, making it more difficult for it to move higher. Right now, I do think though uh, you could you you could possibly start nibbling here. I'm not in the stock, but it's very strong. It's got a relative strength of 95. The really the only thing holding back Nvidia right now is it's in this electronic fabulous semiconductor group which is, it's 45 out of 197, which is excellent. It's just not as excellent as it's been. So definitely, I think that you could possibly start looking at, uh, you know, kind of making a move here on NVIDIA. Uh, this is, if you're not in the stock already, uh, this might be a place to start building a position. Now, it is, mind you, it needs to come up a lot until it gets to the pivot. But uh, right now, it has a 89% uh, checklist the only thing that's missing right now on NVIDIA is that it's more than 15% from its all-time high. So that, you, you typically like to buy them as they're moving higher within 15% of the all-time high. But everything else is looking very, very good on this one. Uh, we are about 20% above the pivot, uh, but, um, and uh, you're about 20% above the pivot, but this one could be bought at this level. I currently don't own it. But I do own some other uh, stocks that are in the area of this, in the, in the semiconductor fabulous. One of the stocks that I do own that I want to point your attention to is Rambus, R-M-B-S. Now, this is extended too, unfortunately. I was buying this basically uh, last week. I did add to my position, though. I do really, really like this stock. It's down a little bit. It was down on the day, but then immediately it pumped back right back up. So this one is kind of like a beach ball underwater. I think anytime you get the relief in terms of the market, this one pops right back up. And that's definitely the case here. So right now, unfortunately, you can't buy it because it's extended. But this is one that you might want to kind of take a look at. If we continue this confirmed uptrend, it's very, very likely that many of these held down uh, chip stocks will move higher. So... That's something just to consider, uh, you know, and possibly getting a position in some of these chip stocks. So some of them can be very, very good. All right. Thanks, Derek. Uh, Derek Rose writes in, hey, Jim, can you please look at AMR? So let's take a look at AMR right now. I'm just putting it right in here, AMR. There you go. Uh, and that is, of course, ah, uh, okay, so this is met cold. I, I think that's in the cold area. Yeah. So here's the th here's one of the reasons, and there's also other reasons why coal, especially metallurgic metallurgical coal, is doing so well right now because of the situation in Europe with the high prices of energy. Many of the the steel production uh, has been halted. The Russians are not shipping steel. They used to ship a lot of steel. They made up a lot of this. Um, and this void has not been totally filled by the other companies such as Brazil. 
interestingly enough, the U.S. companies now, because of lower energy prices, uh, because of the availability of natural gas, are becoming very competitive. And some of the steel producers here in the United States, such as Temkin, such as um, uh, 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 Nucor, some of the names like that, are now doing uh, a lot of um, a, a lot of uh, production. And they need the coal to do that. So that's part of the reason why the coal group has been in the top, uh, you know, in the top 10 in terms of the groups now for almost, I think, going on six months or so. Now, the question is, can you buy this one? Well, I don't know, but it doesn't, I, you know, I, this is, this is, this is, looks like a pretty good company. Um, but, you know, again, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert in the coal area. This is what one of my least capable areas, but it has an excellent checklist. On the technicals, uh, it does look fairly good. I mean, uh, now, would I be buying this? I don't know. I have to be, I kind of want something that's got a little bit more size to it. I would be looking at BTU, uh, which is Peabody Coal. This is the largest coal, man, coal company in the United States. It's one of the largest in the world, I think. Um, not necessarily the greatest place to get into this one, based on the technicals, but if I were buying a coal company, I would be buying Peabody, probably not uh, AMR. So that's kind of my my take on it. I, I like the Peabody because of the size and, uh, you know, also the fact that they are sort of market setting. They can set a little bit. Of, they have a little bit of pricing power now. Okay, let's see. Get in at 250 Okay, yearly chart. Get in at 240 Five. This is on uh, talking about NVIDIA again. Let's kind of go back to NVIDIA. Uh, definitely great stock. Uh, NVIDIA, uh, you know, basically uh, a person from TikTok is saying they got in at 245. If they got in at 245, that is an excellent, excellent entry point because uh, at 245, that's where basically it moved above that 200-day moving average. So that's that that was a very good buy. And it's a little, it was it was right when it moved to an uptrend. It went from a downtrend to an uptrend. So if you got into NVIDIA at 245, you made an excellent, excellent buy. Uh, it was basically 245 back just really only about a little over a week ago. Very, very good. And since then, it has changed direction, and it definitely is moving higher. Now, it pulled back a little bit today, but the general trend is that, that NVIDIA is reversed. And it's going higher. So if you got in at 245, congratulate yourself. Get yourself a beer because that is a good, good, good entry uh, into uh, Nvidia. So uh, I, I still like the sector. It's just been it's been tough with all of the uh, you know with with all the turmoil here. Okay, question: Sandeep is asking about Google. Um, you know, I kind of got burned a little bit on Google. Uh, I was, you know, I still am very bullish on. I think they have a tremendous um, kind of moat on their product and their services, but and they're going to be splitting twenty for one, and that's going to happen. You know, basically, I guess it's going to happen in uh, in August. Uh, in August, I'm not sure. I got to have to get back to you on that because I have this all memorized. But it's this is making a very nice move, and it's probably going to go. It's probably going to move up to at least. 3030. It's currently 2842 right now. So it definitely has sort of turned a corner. It's trading above 
that 200 day moving average, which is you really don't want to buy anything below that. But if it reverses and it moves higher like that, not a bad place to buy it. This is a 100% checklist. So the question is, actually, Google is definitely viable. There's just no question that it's viable. The question, the question you should ask is, uh, Google, is it viable? But the question is, how can you buy it and where can you buy it? And that is indeed the, the rub here. We've got to find a place where we can get in. Currently, the relative strength on is at 85. Here's what I would do. I would wait for it to pull closer to that, uh, that, that 10 day line. I don't know if that'll happen or not. That's the problem. I don't, I don't know if that'll happen, but if you look at the technicals, we are approximately uh, a little bit, little bit more than 1, 1.6% above the 10 day line. If you have trouble buying a stock, the 10 day line is not a bad place to buy a stock that's moving higher. So I think you could start to nibble on Google here, but here's the thing. I would not buy a full position on this. And the problem is this is a very expensive stock. So, you know, it may be this, this, the size of the stock may be too large to buy um, a half a position. I mean, I mean, basically if you look at it uh, at $2,800, that's approximately where Google is right now, a full, you know, um, if you multiply that times um, times eight, you would have to have essentially um, just a, a little bit larger, just for one share to buy one full position in this. You know, you're look you're looking at a portfolio size of about twenty thousand dollars. Now, if you were to buy a full position in a hundred thousand dollar portfolio, that's five shares of Alphabet, and I don't think you really want to buy more than about uh, about a, a half position. So. If you were to buy just one share at this point of Google, you would have to have a value on your account of about $45,000. So you, the, the total value of your account would have to be about $45,000 in order to buy a half position, which is one share. So another alternative would be to buy fractional shares, but I don't know if that, that works either. So here's the thing. This is not a bad place to buy Google. This is a good location, a good price to buy it at. The problem is, the problem is the size of the valuation. At $2,800, uh, that makes it difficult for, for many people to buy anything less than, you know, basically a full position. And I don't think you want to do that. I think you want to buy a half a position, which would be, if you were to divide your portfolio by eight, that would be eight full positions. If you then divide that by two, that would be 16 full positions. Well, you can see that a full position is about a uh, half a position is about 6.25% of the total value of your portfolio. I know I'm going into a lot of detail getting into the weeds here, but that being the case, that would mean that you would have to have a significantly, uh, you know, your portfolio would have to be in the 50,000, your trading portfolio would have to be in the $50,000 range in order to buy a half a position of Google at these prices. So that's my, that's the biggest issue with, um, with buying Google right now, you don't want to get overweight in it. And that means not buying quite as many shares. So tough, tough way to go. Um, you think it's too late to get into the coal stocks? Arm is up to like 900% in one year. That is true. Here's the thing. I, I you know, I, I kind of, I, I, the thing about the coal stocks, you know, I, I kind of know where you're going with this and I kind of agree with you. I just don't like this area that much. What I'm looking for 
And this is why I'm trying to show some of the stocks that are in the oil and gas area, uh, which I think has a lot more potential in terms of numbers. I mean, there are many, many more stocks in that area, and there's some that can be very, very good. And they, and they typically are dominating many of the, uh, uh, many of the, many of the plays. Now, um, if we flip on over to uh, the, let's go, let's, let's go here to the industry groups. And I like to show everybody this because this allows you to see kind of, uh, you know, kind of where everything, where, where, where everything is, uh, is located. So, uh, let's take a look at the industry groups here. I'm going to pop this up on the screen. And right now, on the industry groups, industry uh, energy and coal is number three on the list, which is very strong. But if, there's two other ones that are actually stronger than coal right now, and that is in the, the, uh, the, uh, the international E&P companies and the Canadian explorers. So where I would look for potentially a buy wouldn't be in the coal area just because it just doesn't have that many. Uh, it just it just doesn't it just doesn't have that many names, and that's the problem. There's not you know it's 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 going to be harder to buy something that's set up properly. But in the international ENP, which is the number one rank, 99 relative strength. This is kind of I think where you want to look for. Um, you know, for potential um, uh, companies that can be bought and, and that, that can still be bought correctly. If you, we look at the stocks in this group, obviously we have the huge ones like like uh, Occidental, uh, um, Conoco, Phillips, and Hess. I own Hess uh, and I own OVV. This is another one I think. That you can, and but you can also, but there's also ones that are less expensive in this area. I have I have one called EGY. And it's a much smaller stock, but it's an international uh, ENP player. Uh, I bought it, and I'll show you the chart right here. This is this is one that it's literally it's a it's it's under ten dollars. The stock it's a five a six dollar and fifty nine cents. Now I don't totally uh, recommend it, but I did do a starter position in here. I was I bought uh, this morning. I bought two hundred fifty shares at six dollars sixty eight. It closed at six dollars. And 59, so it's down a little bit, but uh, it's it's a volatile stock. But I think that this one, you know, you could possibly double on this one. It's uh, you know, it you you definitely could double on this one, because if you look at the past uh, on this one, this EGY, uh, not that long ago, back in well, actually in 2014, the last time we had high oil prices, really high oil prices, this stock was basically up there. Uh, basically, it hit uh, basically nine dollars and forty cents. That would be approximately a thirty percent gain from here. So that might be that might make sense for you. This is EGY. There's another one, of course, that I was trying to show you today. TGA. Again, I don't own this one, and I just found this from screens today. This one is a three dollar stock, if you can believe that, and it has huge cash flow. This is basically a natural uh, uh, a natural gas play in Yemen and Egypt. Not necessarily a bad place to be looking right now with prices of energy going sky high. This one has been in the past much higher, and it is now coming back uh, to where it was once before. Uh, back back 
you know, basically in 2010, this was a, a $20 stock, if you can believe it. And it looks like, you know, it may be on the min. Now, it's going to have to move above about four. But I think that if you're looking for to put a more speculative uh, stock in there, that might work as well, TGA. So long story, and I've gone way on on this, but on the coal stocks, there just aren't enough to buy from. I want to buy uh, probably in the oil sector because it's equally as strong, and yet there's a lot more of there's a lot more that you can buy in that area. So uh, that's kind of the long and the short of it. All right, let's look at Starbucks from Jay. Thank you very much. And he's looking at 93 on Starbucks. SBUX. By the way, I did buy Bros today, which is a potential, uh, which is a potential competitor to Starbucks. I haven't been to a Bros, but I've been told by a lot of people that they're great, and uh, hopefully they'll that'll work out. It's off a little bit today, but here's Starbucks. Part of the problem with buying Starbucks at this price is that it has had this tremendous retreat, and it's trading well under the um, it's tra- trading well under the 200-day line. The question is, um, if we can get to 95, uh, 93, is is the, is that a buy? Well. You know, that would mean that it would move, be moving above the 50-day line, but I still don't like it at these numbers. I just, I don't, I just, I don't like it at these numbers. So I would probably pass, interestingly enough, I, I would, uh, I would probably, uh, you know, pass on, um, on Starbucks. And it's really because it's under the 200-day line. That's the main reason that I probably would not be a buyer of Starbucks really at this point because it has this downward trend and that just doesn't work for me uh, very well. Uh, it, you know, you don't, you don't want to, first of all, you don't want to buy below the 200 day line and you don't want to really buy in a downward trend like this. So I would, I, and I don't really want to short it either. So I just would pass on Starbucks altogether. Um, you know, and I can see that you might be tempted to buy it if it moves above 93, but I just would be super careful. Uh, let's take a look at Bros. Uh, this is the one I did buy. This is an IPO, and it did pull back today, so I, you know, I may have outsmarted myself here. I do like this stock, uh, and it is, uh, you know, it has started to make its way higher. There was the the there was a buy point back uh, back back into October of um, of of last year. Uh, when it kind of when it kind of came out of the box, um, I don't know if um, I, I bought I, I bought Bros basically at sixty four uh, seventy two. So I'm down. Currently, it's uh, trading at sixty two ten. It uh, it made this move up and then it pulled back. So let's kind of look at the ten minute chart on Bros to see kind of what's going on. Um, you know what what's going on. I think it's gotten some support. At 62, we'll see, uh, but uh, it went up as high as 66 on Bros. Um, you know, so who knows? But I wouldn't. I definitely would not be a buyer of Starbucks at this price. I just, I just don't think it's worthwhile doing. What about the Qs? QQQ. Well, let's go. Uh, and I want to show you this little. I want to show you this little uh, chart that I have. It's kind of an interesting one, and that is basically. 
Um, this is a, called the ETF strategy. And basically the way this works, very simple, uh, very simple way that this works. And basically what it is, is that if, uh, you know, if the market is in a confirmed uptrend, which it is, that confirmed uptrend started on the 16th. If we were to have bought, and I did, if we were to have bought the queues on the 16th after it closed, because that was the confirmed uptrend day, uh, and then we were hold it to today, we would be up 7.87%. The question is, can we get in at this level? Now, it did pull back today. Uh, the queues obviously pulled back because they represent the NASDAQ 100, which is the 100 largest stocks uh, in the NASDAQ. So that's where, you know, Apple is, Microsoft, Tesla, those kind of stocks. Uh, we did pull back today at the 200-day line. So we made this tremendous move, and we've pulled back a little bit, uh, a little bit back. But look at this. And this is a very telling sign. After hours, we're up. Uh, we're up uh, again. So we pulled back. We tested. We've, we've pulled back up. The question is, can we get beyond this 200-day line? That's the key. The 200-day line is at 368, and we're currently at, uh, after hours, 367.90. So we're basically right on the 200-day line. If we can move back above this 200-day line, I think that the queues are going to move higher. That's indeed my, my, um, my opinion on this. So uh, one of the great things about the QQQ is you get exposure to all of the largest stocks in the NASDAQ. So that's a, that's a very, very good sign. So what do I think about this? Well, you know, I think I would wait to see if it, if it could close above that 200-day line. But I'm still relatively bullish on I'm, – I'm, I'm actually very bullish on the Qs. And if you haven't yet gotten into the Qs, this might be a place where – you could start easing into the queues. Really, the signal to get back into the queues, of course, was that um, uh, that that rever that day where we went with the follow-through day, and we moved from a, a market uh, to, in a correction to a uh, to a market that is moving higher. So that's uh, you know that's definitely the key. Um, you know uh, the the key here. So that's essentially how this strategy works. Um, if we are in a confirmed uptrend, you want to be 100% in the queues or another index fund like the spider. And then if we move to a uptrend under pressure, hopefully we won't, uh, it, because we, we hopefully are on a, a power trend here, at least for a while. Uh, if, if But if it does move to an under pressure situation, sell half of the queues, keep half in cash. And if it goes to a correction, which we just came out of, on March 16th, then you want to be 100% in cash. So that's kind of the way to play it. But this way, if you do this on a regular basis, you are probably going to outperform not only the S&P 500, not only the other index funds, but you're going to probably outperform a lot of the paid money managers on Wall Street. It's just This is an interesting strategy, and it's actually very easy to implement. I'm going to be trying to build an app for this. This is one of my projects this year. But I definitely think this is the way that uh, just by using one or two of these index funds, you can beat most of the other stocks in the market. So uh, great question on the queues. Thank you very, very much that, uh, on that. Now, question on the TQQQ. What the TQQQ is, 
is it is a um, it's like the Q's except it's a two X. Uh, it's it's a double uh, and it uses um, options to achieve a two time uh, a, a two time um, uh, uh, volatility to the QQQ. Um, basically, the it hit, it moved up. Of course, just very similar to the Q's in the way it looks. And then pulled back. It's a little less expensive, of course, because this, instead of having actual shares of the components of the QQQ, this is the options of that. So interesting way to play it. I probably would not be in the TQQQQ. I like just having the Qs directly, but it's a really a matter of uh, you know matter of preference. There is another uh, ETF that is used for short-term trading called the SQQQ. This one moves against it. So if the Qs are up, the T, the SQQQ is down. This one, the TQQQ moves with the QQQ. So if the QQQ is up, typically the TQQQ will be up two times that. But be, but be careful because it uses options to do that. It tends to be much, much more volatile. So definitely something that you don't want to go for. It's not really an investment. It's a short-term trading vehicle. So that's something that you have to look at. Well, I have gone through almost all the questions here. One last question on Facebook. And of course, that's now called Meta. Uh, so FB, Facebook, is, um, you know, is, is basically trying to make some progress. Once again, it's trying to move its way up from the bottom. Basically, it was below. It's been it's, uh, in this rally. It, it moved all the way up from basically about 185 Beyond, above 200 now to where it's at 228.50. So the question is, uh, is it going to continue higher here? I'd be super careful. Part of the reason is, is because of this tremendous drop that we had. So I think that the, the at least in the short term for Meta, the top, uh, the, the uh, sort of the resistance is at 250. Here's the problem with Meta. Uh, you have tremendous overhead, overhead supply. So that's one of the things that is really tough about um, about Facebook. Facebook, uh, you know, has tremendous has has very high high uh, overhead supply. And and what I mean by overhead supply, well, overhead supply is the what happens when people buy higher they hold and then when it comes when when the stock comes back oops when the stock comes back then they want to sell so what happened is there's a lot of people that were up in the top of the range up here uh, and then as it fell they held on and so now as it comes up towards 250 i think you're going to see a lot of selling into that uh, in, into that situation uh, where you have the overhead supply. So I would not be a buyer of Facebook right now. I just think it's too volatile and too risky. All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Um, and I uh, hope that you come back tomorrow. Thank you always. Um, basically, if you're not on the action trailer, it's super easy to do. All you have to do is go to www Dallas trading floor, put in your first and last name and, uh, uh, first and last name, and we'll get you on the list. Um, we have some some great stock screens, other kinds of stuff that, that come out all the time. 
ready list, that kind of thing. But you got to be on the, the action trade alerts. Very easy to do. www.dallastradingfloor. Also, if you're watching on TikTok, you can easily get on the list, and it's free. All you have to do is go to the um, uh, go to my profile, click on the link, and it will say um, it, it just first and last name and an email address, and you'll be right on the um, uh, the list for the free um, uh, Dallas Trading Floor Action Trade Alerts. All right, I think that's the last one. Oh, Ford. Okay, well, let's do Ford. Just the last one here, uh, and that has not been trading as well as we would have liked. I'm afraid it's really a tale of two cities when it comes to um, when it, when it when it comes to the automobiles. It's really Tesla and everybody else. Uh, we are above the 10-day line, uh, the 200-day line. That's this black line here, but it's very very weak. We're still in a downward trend. Not a good buy right now. Um, if you have this and you're down more than seven percent. Consider selling at least part of your position. Uh, I don't know if it's going to go lower, but right now, sort of dead money. So, you know, unfortunately, Ford uh, is not making the kind um, of headway that we like. So, I, you know, it's not necessarily a bad stock, but it's not. It's not performing. I want to be bought. I want to be in the very, very best. The leaders, unfortunately, Ford is not a leader. Uh, it's not a leader in the automotive group. That really is Tesla only. I mean, compared to everybody else, unfortunately, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, they've got a lead on everybody else in the market. So Ford isn't really making the kind of headway that we need it to make in order for it to, uh, you know, kind of turn the corner and, uh, uh, you know, and, and make it possible. So just not really working as well. Um, you know, just, just not, just not working as well, you know, as, as we, as we would, as we would like, I mean, it's just that simple. So I don't think you can really buy Ford at this level, but there is one thing that we do like, and that is when you like this. So please like us uh, on the show. And uh, that helps us get out to a lot more people. Again, of course, uh, you know, consider, uh, coming in uh, for the action trailers. They're free as well. I'll be back tomorrow at five o'clock. Um, uh, hope to see you then. Everybody happy.